Oh, greetings there, travelers. Welcome back to the end of the seven days. It's, uh, it, it's been a little hectic around here, you know, going over and battle bards and their little thing. We've managed to finally settle it out. Yes, it was in court, but battle bards is pretty, they're, they're pretty nice about these things. You know how Wingover gets, he gets a little testy and uh, it, there was a point where he was standing on top of uh, his stand and screaming and pointing at everyone, but we managed to calm him down. Uh, but we just got back, so he uh, should be setting up over there. Just wanna go check on him. Oh, greetings there, travelers. It's me, Wing Over Gimble, famous name bird. So glad you can join us. Ooh, the, the last adventure with Kelsar and Chell. Ooh, that was so much fun. Or is it Chell? Chell, uh... Oh my goodness, I'm falling into the pit again, travelers. You know, you think for being a gnome bard, I'd be actually good with names. Uh, you know, there's many names from many different languages out there, but apparently I'm pretty shit. Sorry about that, travelers. I will get this down, I promise you. Uh, so I'm pretty sure you heard from Michael. I was, I was at the people's court, uh, shouting at people. Uh, um, I may have uh, cast precipitation on the judge and uh, changed his hair to a strange color, but you know, honestly, it wasn't really my fault. I felt like everybody was teaming up on me, and I just, I had to lash out. But. I am being asked to say this. <clears throat> I, Wing Ever Gimbal, apologize for yelling at any Battle Bards interns. And I would like to say stop by BattleBards.com for some amazing music and sound effects for your actual play podcasts or games at your own tables. There are many amazing sounds for you to choose from. Please stop by BattleBots.com. Okay, put that down here. Uh, yeah, though. Thanks, travelers, for, uh, dealing with me. Oh, we got another piece of fan mail, though. Oh, goodness gracious, this always makes me feel good. Let's, let's check this out. It's creepy and charming. Five stars. While this pandemic is going on, this story kept me company and helped me from going army. Thanks for the laughs and gasps. Please give me more wholesome robot bits. Less than three. Signed by Sarah Vale. Uh, signed by Sarah Vale via Apple Podcast from Great Britain. Okay. Thank you so much for that. Those kind words always give us such inspiration. We love hearing from people. It's always such a lovely thing to, to know that others are out there, other travelers are listening and hearing the good word from the power of the seven dice because this story needs to be told just because these cultists don't want word getting out and other uh, such creatures. Uh, people need to know this has been erased from too many memories. Oh, travelers, I'm tired. I'm, you know me, old wing over. Not that old, but still. You feel it in your bones, you know? It's just like, you just do so much, you just get so tired. Ugh, you just need a day. 
Now, travelers, I'm excited to hop into this next portion of this tale. Our heroes are traveling all throughout time and space. We're seeing such crazy worlds, and now we're actually going to be revisiting Arkham. Well, what, what craziness can ensue from all this? And will Kelsar be able to make it through this unscathed? And will our dear halfling druid friend be able to keep Kelsar from just absolutely losing it? Because you know how he can get sometimes. He draws that sword and he charges forward. No questions asked. That's how he lost his arm to Matthews. And goodness, bored on MD slapped that back on. Oh, travelers. I'm excited to hop into this tale, and I am positive you will all enjoy it. I give to you the Arkham Effect, part two. Hey, I'm Bright, and I'm playing Kalsar, the Tiefling Paladin and Chosen of Yetifa. Hi, I am Paul, and I'm gonna play Chele. The Huffling Druid. And after having an encounter with ghouls and a difficult conversation, Kelsar now, where we last left off, Kelsar had just gone back to the Order of the Silver Shield or tried to speak down to none of and Master Typhoon Arkham. We actually have been following the story of a halfling, Chela, who has been trying to heal the land. And after hearing the Battle of Arkham, he rushed in to help and found himself sucked into the very world that Arkham is from and now finds himself in a jeep with three people and Chenille on their way to Arkham in this strange new world. So we will start off with uh, Kelsar. So Kelsar, roll me initiative. 13. 13? Okay. So these two paladins rush forward trying to tackle you down. Uh, what's your AC? Uh, 22. Fuck. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, natural 20. Ah, oh, fuck. There we go. Make me an athletics check. 17. So you turn, and this Asmar woman who was there before, she slams right into you, ah! lifts you off the ground, and slams you down on your back. Ah! Sorry, Kelsar, but. We can't have you going to Arkham's world. And uh, she's trying to wrestle the sword away from your hand. And it goes to your turn. Call yourselves paladins. Kelsar, we are saving everything. We could do both. I know we could do both. You just gotta trust me. We're taking a chance by doing both. She's holding onto my uh, trying to wrench the sword from my hand. Yeah. I'm gonna heat up, uh, heat up my hand. Uh, heat up the hand to heat up the sword, so... Ooh. It, like, forces her to let go. Yep. 
Roll me uh, 1d6. Six. She cries out in pain as she just gets off of you. Your hand is like glowing red hot, but it doesn't seem to be bothering you. And you stand yourself back up and she's holding her hand where she was grabbing onto you and looking at you. The hell was that? That's the power of Yagditha. Only a fraction of it. And you hear Typhon by you, do not abuse that <coughs> that power. That sounds too good, Typhon. You you don't know what you're doing. Being a paladin. Diana reaches forward, grabs onto the man who is standing next to the Asmar woman, and uh, she goes to try to throw him out. He stumbles forward, and she just tosses him into the hallway, and she slams the doors closed and locks them. Kelsar, go in Typhon's desk. Grab the key. Thank you. And the paladin woman hears this, and she goes to try to strike you with the flat of her blade to knock you out. Uh, and she swings, but you manage to just deflect this easily with your shield. Yeah. That's there go. So what would you like to do, Kelsar? Run towards Typhon and uh, push him aside and get into the desk. What's your passive perception? Twelve. You rush behind the desk and you shove Typhon. He was just in a chair. You hear him clatter down onto the ground and you just start running through these desks. Make me an investigation check. 20 total. Still, you are looking through this desk. It doesn't take you much time. You you open up this one drawer and you find this little gem that you know this is what you need to actually power up these portals and you grab it. You grab onto this little gem and you glance at Typhon and he is just coughing violently on the ground. <coughs> <coughs> And the woman who looks like she's trying to get at you and Diana is trying to hold her back. She says, you can't remove him from that chair. You need to put him back on it. He's going to die. What, what do you mean? What, what do you mean he's going to die? That chair is the only thing keeping him alive. Oh, God. Put him back on it. Oh, oh, sh oh shit. So I, 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 I bring him back on it. You pick up Typhon and you set him down on the chair and he looks disoriented. You see there's blood trickling from both sides of his mouth. Could I uh, lay on hats to heal him? Or uh, cure wounds? Yeah, whichever you'd like to do. I'm going to do cure wounds. 1da plus spellcasting ability. 5. So you reach out and this magic comes and starts healing up his wounds. He looks a little bit better. There's a little more color in his face. I'm sorry, Typhon. I, I didn't know, but you left me no choice. That last attack, when Matthews came in here to wreck everything, he, he got me pretty good. I'm sorry, but I have to bring back Dan and Chenille. We'll clean up, we'll wipe out every monster in here, we'll get the Silver Shield back, and it will bring the fight to them. Kelsar, <sighs> this dimension's done. We have to evacuate the people from it. Then I'm gonna... Then I'm gonna clear a path for you guys, then. So that as many of you can get out as possible. Go try to save Dan and Chenille, but if it looks... Like you can't do it, 
You get out of there. And he places a, a bracer down on his desk. Take this. It'll bring you back here. Thank you, Typhon. I'm... I'm sorry that I had to... Sorry to hurt you. I'm not long for this world, Kalsar. Uh, once we evacuate everyone from here, I will be gone. This is the last thing I could do to try to save everyone. Sorry, Typhon. But I won't... I won't let this be in vain. I promise. He looks up at you. His eyes are a bit bloodshot. His face looks kind of sunken. You didn't really notice it before. Go get them. Bring them back. And we're going to destroy Matthews. Everything he's done, he will pay for it, Typhon. I promise. I know. He pats you on the side and says, Go. You don't have much time. Time moves much slower here. We'll be back as quick as we can, and then we will help with the evacuation. He just nods and sort of leans back in his chair. Diana, let's go! We don't have much time! Alright. Come on. Follow me. She leads you through the hallways. You go further into this main building, and you get to the area where you know where a lot of the portal equipment is located. This was often used to either go find new recruits for the Silver Shield, or go investigate strange goings-on around the world that Yegditha wanted you to find. You enter into this place and you hear the hum of magical equipment. You see there is this large disc space where there is um, two rings, one slightly smaller than the other, and an area for someone to stand. And Diana takes the little jewel from you and motions for you to go stand in the ring. Let's go. Alright, Kelsar. I can't make it with you. You're gonna have to go in there. I need to keep this operational just in case anything happens. Thank you, Diana. For everything. Be careful out there. I'll be back. And if it looks like you can't make it, use that bracer. I'll be back. With Dan and Chenille. See you then. Thank you. She presses the gem into this device and the ring starts spinning. The inner ring starts spinning faster and faster, the outer ring is spinning slower, and you feel this energy building up around you. You feel the mark on your left hand is burning, almost a crippling amount. You're brought down to your knees, and it, in a flash, you find yourself once more in the streets of Arkham, and you look up to see two headlights as... You need to make me a dexterity saving throw. 12. Take six points of damage as you get hit by this car and you go rolling over its hood. <laughs> and it comes to a stop. Chella, you are in this and like you slam forward and the seatbelt catches you. And you hear the sound of as something is rolling over the hood. And the person just slams on the, uh, the brakes like, what the hell was that? I just oh. grab onto my quarterstaff and hold it tight like, No, what, what, what is going on? Everyone, weapons ready. And the doors to the vehicle open. Kelzar, you are on your back, a little winded. Oh god, physical pain is so much more worse than prolonged stress. Oh god. <laughs> These four people with what you know as guns are all pointed down at you. And... Oh god. 
there's a little halfling that hops out of this vehicle that is standing with all of them. They they unbuckled me. Yeah, it was. Well, you can easily slip out of it. Oh, cool. Well, I try to see if I can get past them and see if I can go over to to Kelsa and and help him up. Yeah, uh, you can easily get past them. Uh, they're kind of like staying a little wide, and you see there's this tiefling. He's sort of rolled over on his side. His back is towards all of you. I'll just run over to him and ex- extend my hand and, and try to, to help him up. Uh, 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 oh, God. Oh, oh, that hurts. On, on your feet. Uh, on your feet. You can do it. Oh, oh, thank you. You're welcome. Oh, man. Oh. What was the... What is that? It hit me. I'm gonna knock the, the front of the car with my quarter step and go... I don't know. Great, that, that was helpful. You guys can put your guns down, I'm not gonna hurt you. One of the people lowers their guns and goes, Kalsar? You can hear over this radio. Is that you? Shadil? She presses two buttons on the side of her helmet and takes it off. You see, she now has this larger scar on the left side of her face, and her hair has been cropped short. She tosses the helmet off to the side and quickly runs up to you and gives you a hug. Oh, oh God. Oh, oh, back, oh, back, I'm, back, I'm back. I'm so sorry. Back, back, um, back. Uh, here, oh. let me do something for you. And she puts her hands on you, and you get 25 hit points back. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Okay, thank you. Right, now I can give you that hug. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm so glad you're alive, and... Oh, 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 man. What, you're a little worse for wear, though, if I could put it nicely. Kelsar, it's been, like, six months since I've seen you. Six months? Oh, I'm just... How long has it been for you? It feels like forever, but... I'm just glad you're alive. I thought during the battle at Arkham, I, I thought I thought you and Dan were dead. But but by Diana, Diana, she she told me I could find you guys here, and I, I came back for you. Thank you, Kelsar. I came to take you both back to the Silver Shield, begin evacuation, and and begin fighting Matthews again. You see, she's just kind of nodding, and a few tears are going down her cheeks. I'm just so glad to see you. Dan... Dan's gone, Elsar. What do you mean, Dan's gone? Turned him into a ghoul. <sighs> Damn it. I had to kill him. It was... It was horrible, but... I, I've actually... I, She sort of motions. I met Emily here. Now, and her team. They helped me out, a lot of us, when we came from Arkham. There's a, still some Chosen here. But we... We've been trying to survive, and there's monsters here in this world, and we actually just met this halfling, and she points to Chella. I, I just wave up. Hi. Oh. He just came from the Forgotten Realms as well. He just came from Faerun. He... His name is Chella? Yeah. Or I wouldn't know that yet, would I? No, she just said it out loud. Oh, okay. His... Thank you. Thank you, Chella. You're welcome. I extend my hand to, like, handshake. It's, it's nice to meet you. 
And you too. And and you are. Uh, my name is. Uh, my name is Kalsar. I'm just. I can't believe Dan's dead. I, I I know we didn't agree on everything, but he still didn't deserve that fate he, he had. I don't deserve that. We survived for a few days here in Arkham when it first arrived, and hmm, the ghouls were doing some chant. It was turning a lot of people that they had marked into ghouls, and I guess at some point Dan got marked, and I had to take him out. He told me to give you something. And she rustles in, there's like this side pack she has, and she pulls out this necklace, and she hands it to you, and it has this little white wing and a little black wing coming off of it. Looks familiar. Um, he said it was your mother's. My mother's? How did he get it? I, uh, there's, there's... I don't know. These are questions for later. I'm, I'm just so overwhelmed. We're, we're back at Arkham? Yeah, this is the world that Arkham's from. It doesn't look like it. Like the Arkham makes. There's a weird time distortion happening here. Chella actually got sucked up when Arkham just first came here, but he only just arrived. Where, where were you guys? Where were you guys heading? Uh, we're going deeper into Arkham to try to investigate, see if there's any more people. Okay. Suddenly, you all hear this. The gates of Arkham, that maybe are like a kilometer away or so, you see they start closing rapidly. And then you hear this large boom as they slam down. And you start hearing the shrieks and hissings of ghouls. We're not safe here, are we? And this orcish woman, she quickly goes back to the car. Everyone in the car, right now. The fuck's a car? This thing here. I run past all of them and just jump in. Okay, I guess that's the car. Alright. You leap in and like all of you scramble in there you're kind of squished in the back seat you hear all these sounds of ghouls shrieking and hollering in the back you're looking out the windows and you see just hordes of them are pouring out of the houses just an unexplained large amount of them and they start grabbing onto like bricks and stone rubble and they just start hurling it at this vehicle. You watch, just these things are smashing into it, little dents are starting to appear on it, and one of these creatures runs. It jumps up onto the side of the vehicle and smashes the window and grabs at one of the women who are pressing back and trying to fire their rifle at it. I need initiatives from the two of you. Ugh, ew. Hmm. <laughs> 13. This ghoul starts shrieking and clawing at this woman. She's trying to get her rifle underneath it, and it's pushing it away while trying to snap at her. Chella, what do you do? How far away from me is it? It's just a couple feet. You're in the back seat with her. She's just on your right, and Kelsar sort of like squished beside you, and Chenille's beside him. And this thing is like snapping at her, and she's trying to get her gun up. <laughs> Then I would like to, in my pouch, grab a small thorny stick 
and then use turn uh, thorn whip. Oh, nice. Which turns this little thorny stick into yeah, basically a thorn whip. And then I would like to attack it. Nice. Roll to hit. Oh, uh, shoot. Six. Sorry, seven. You try to swing. You pull out this little stick, and it quickly turns into this large whip. And you try to shoot it out at this creature, but there's just not a lot of room for you to maneuver in. And it just slams into the interior of the vehicle, and you sort of rip it back to your hands. And people are shouting. More and more of these creatures are pouring out of the walls and out of these houses. And it, the vehicle just starts going even faster. Every so often, it seems to be hitting one of these creatures, and they're going flying over the hood of the car. And it goes to these creatures. This one is going to be snapping at her. You see it bites down. She cries out in pain, but like she's managing to push its head away. And a lot more of them are just like trying to tackle onto the car, just throwing their bodies at it, not seeming to care. And it goes to Kelsar. I am going to do another uh, pinpoint explosion to kind of slow them all down. Where are you doing that about? There's two, sorry, there's like two ghouls on the car. Yeah, there's a few ghouls that are like trying to climb onto it. There's one that smashed through the window that's attacking this woman. Okay, well, actually, no. I am going to attack the one that's attacking the woman. Okay. Come on, big money. Oh, yeah! 25. Oh, nice. That's a hit. Are you just using your sword, like stabbing it forward? Yeah, but I have two attacks per turn, so... 15. 15's a hit? No, about 15 damage. Oh, shit. So you stab right through this creature. Ha! it shrieks and falls off the car and you just see it tumbling in the dust (laughs) this car starts picking up and you see they are driving it through the streets of Arkham you see they're going through that area that uh, I guess you wouldn't have known about this area this is the way that Ronnie and MZ went there are little barricades that look like they're pretty old and set up there's massive footprints of some creature that must have been easily a couple hundred feet tall and these ghouls are shrieking and pouring out and uh, this vehicle is starting to go and then you hear this loud pop and the vehicle starts spinning and turning and flipping uh, oh shit. Uh, both of you make me dexterity saving throws uh six twelfth Alright, so you two both take 10 points of damage as this ah, car is flipping oh, and you're hitting ah, into things. Ah, People's limbs are flying around and glasses shattering. Finally, this car stops flipping and you are upside down right now. You're just kind of like dangling from these seats. Your ears are ringing. Your head is spinning. You can kind of hear ghouls that are slashing and snapping about. Chenille is shouting something to you, Kelsar, and you can't hear. And you see she has a knife and she's cutting at one of the restraints that was keeping you in. Chella, what do you do? Uh, How much movement do I have? Like, can I move my arms? Yeah, you can move your arms, okay. 
Um, can I? Do I have like a clear sight towards the ghouls that are coming at, at us? Not uh, really great. You can kind of see legs. Okay. You see that there are quite a bit that are coming towards you. Okay. I would like to cast Spike Growth. Oh, nice. So I make a 20-foot radius centered at a point I can see. The area becomes difficult terrain for the duration. When a creature moves into it all, within the area it takes 2d4 pierce damage for every 5 feet it travels. Nice. The transformation of the ground is camouflaged to look natural. Any creature that can't see the area at the time the spell is cast must make a wisdom. Check against your spell DC to recognize the terrain as hazardous before entering it. Which area are you doing that to? Are you just doing it like all around the car, like centered on the car? Yeah, yeah, basically so we kind of got coverage from all around. So you start not muttering these words, your hands are moving, your ears are still ringing, you clap your hands together. These spikes, you can see them pretty clearly, but these creatures don't seem to notice as they start impaling themselves upon them. Oh, yeah. Uh, that are just like stabbing out of the ground. Go ahead and roll me 4d4. 10 damage. A lot of these creatures are getting stabbed. They're falling back. They're falling onto the ground. Some of them are climbing over the bodies of the ones that are still kind of alive and flailing on the ground. Huh. And all trying to get at the car. And I just yell out, that's for messing with my friends. And you see as suddenly you kind of tumble a bit and you fall down onto the hood and you see the woman who is beside you, she had cut your seatbelt. She is doing the same to hers right now. We go over to Monsters Go. So yeah, they are impaling themselves on these spikes. They are shrieking and howling. A lot of them are climbing over the bodies of one another. They're smashing at the windows. The people are up front. You see the one woman who introduces Emily, who's the driver. She is firing her gun at these ghouls that are coming in. The other woman seems to be unconscious, and uh, she's getting dragged out of the vehicle. And Emily's screaming as this person just gets dragged out. And then you see as uh, Chenille, she finishes cutting Kelsar's seatbelt. Kelsar, you fall out of this. Now smash down onto the ceiling ah! and she does as well and you two are just kind of looking around while Chella is also uh, just sort of dazed sitting beside you all as you hear these ghouls shrieking about and it goes to Kelsar's turn. Okay, so I crawl out of the vehicle Okay, and I have an idea can I set those vines on fire? Oh they probably hate that the vines? Yeah did I say vines? Oh, you mean from, like, the, the spike growth and stuff? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. You could try to set, like, the, the ground where all these spikes and everything is on fire. Yeah, sure. Oh, do it. Okay, so I'm going to do that. Okay. Um, roll to use your powers. 21. So you heat up your hand, you set it down into the ground as you're trying to crawl out of this. Looks like things are heating up. Guys, guys, flames are... guys hear, hear that? Alright, things are heating up. I'm gonna own it. Chanel pats your back. And <laughs> these flames just erupt around this car as these creatures are shrieking and howling. 
you hear a woman's pain scream outside. Uh, it must have been the person they dragged off as these flames all erupt. And Emily smashes out the, the part of the windshield that she was actually like, Alright, we're going to have to run through these things. Is everyone ready? Let's go. Alright, follow me. Did, did you guys hear my joke I said earlier? Did you get it? I, I did, tried. To, I tried to pet uh, Kelsa's uh, well back, going, "Yes, it was awesome." Why do you give it a pity laugh? Uh, everyone just like looking at you, like, "Are, are you kidding me right now?" <laughs> you see, as you get out of this vehicle and pass all the flames, the four of you are looking out and see there are so many ghouls that are just pouring out from all parts of this town. Emily and Chenille are just shooting these rifles and trying to clear out this path. And you see there is like a, a like a storefront that they're trying to make it to. They're trying to lead you to. What do you two try to do to help out? Um, to open the door. Uh, so like you're trying to basically force your way through another horde of ghouls and they're shooting at them, but. Can I like pull my sword out and like shoot fire out of it? Like a la Zelda style? <laughs> Yeah, you got uh, full hearts? Yeah. Or, I have half hearts. I guess not. Ah, yeah, that's, that's for you. Yeah, if you want to try to use your powers, for sure. Yeah. So I'm gonna, like, kind of, like, fire slash waves with my sword. Okay. And what about you, Cello? Uh, I would like to conjure minor elements to and make that charge towards the ghouls. Oh, nice. And it, I would like to do create... Eight elements of challenge rating one fourth or lower. Nice. What elemental are you going for? Well, Kelsa did so good with his fire pun, so let's work on that. So you're gonna go with fire? I'm gonna go with fire, yeah. Nice. Girls hate fire, so. I mean, most people do. <laughs> it's great for barbecuing, though. Oh, yeah. Fair. <laughs> That's what you're about to do. Yeah. I don't like gold meat. Roll me uh, a hit with them. Let's see, I have a monster manual here. Well, well, it does say here that you have the, the creature statistics, so. That the DM has control mm -hmm. or that you have control? Uh, I, I can give them like commands and if they don't, if I don't give them a, like a, a specific command, they will defend themselves or otherwise just stand still. Um, but it does specif specifically say that you have the, the statistics. And if they drops to zero hit point, they disappear. Or when the spell ends. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and roll me uh, two attacks with, we'll just say plus six each. Uh, the first one is 14. Okay. And the other one is 15. Wow, this is sucky. Clap your hands together and these elementals start just bursting forward out of the air. These flaming humanoids start just charging towards ghouls, and you are making this clear path. And, Kelsar, did you roll for your thing? Uh, I did not. Is it the same deal with uh, Paul? Two, two attack rolls? No, make me, because you're trying to use your powers, so make me a caster check. Uh, 18. All right, so you are slashing your sword out, and like these blasts of fire are going and these like a horde of fire elementals are charging in and you've excuse me effectively cleared this wedge as you are rushing into the storefront 
you smash through the front of this place, close the door behind you, start moving furniture up to it while these creatures are shrieking and slamming at the walls. You see hands are starting to press through the pieces of wood. They're clawing, shrieking. The Emily and Chenille and her, their companion, who they haven't said the name of yet, are looking at each other as suddenly you hear a loud explosion. And that's where we'll call this.
know what's gonna have to happen. Yes. Goodbye. Take care. Well, hot damn, travelers. Stuff is getting real. Car crashes, explosions, so many ghouls, magic flying everywhere. This is getting intense. I hope you're all ready for this, travelers, because, you know, you gotta hold on to that edge of your seat because we're, we're speeding this up. These people don't hold back at our... Who are these soldiers, I wonder? You know, you always hear about the Nostradamus Corporation, but... Who are they, really? When I have my space parties sometimes, I, I hear word of them that they travel around helping people, but I feel like there's always an ulterior motive behind them. Who is this organization? The travelers, I'm not sure, but uh, we'll, we'll definitely be looking more into this. I hope you enjoyed today's tale. Remember, if you're enjoying the, the story of Battle of the Seven Dice, hop on over to the Atunes or the Podchaser, and uh, leave us some kind words. We always love hearing from the from people who listen to us. We're always often on Twitter as well, and we have this Discord where you can hop on over and talk about fun ballad stuff if you like. All right, travelers. Well, I'm pretty tired. I'm wiped out today. But I, I hope you all enjoyed the tale. I need to go lie down. Uh, but uh, I, I will see you all quite soon, I'm sure. I bid you all... I bid you all adieu. Ooh.